0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are continuing through our examination of the book of Daniel. We're in the ninth chapter. But we're taking a significant sidebar here and chasing some things related to the end of that ninth chapter. Uh, The last four verses in that chapter, uh, Gabriel, the angel, the messenger, is giving insight to Daniel as to what's going to be happening in future days. Jesus himself (coughs) references uh, these things that are said there. And we've seen that in Matthew and Mark and in Luke, where Jesus is answering some of the disciples' questions, and he talks to them about the abomination of desolation, or the desolation that brings abomination. And uh, some of y'all locally have asked me questions about this, and you're right. The more you get into this thing, the more you realize, wait a minute, I'm really getting more questions. And that's a very good thing. And we'll touch those things as we go along. What I thought we'd do is go back to Matthew today, the 24th chapter of Matthew, and pick up what Jesus does next. Now, when Jesus is answering these questions it literally is the entirety of Matthew 24 and 25. And I've talked about this for in previous podcasts, but it's been quite a while, probably like, I don't know how long, maybe two or three years uh, since I have. So I thought we would just spend the next few episodes just reading through these things quickly to where you see what Jesus says. He gives them the facts. He gives them the truth about what's going to happen. And then he gives some examples. So in Matthew 24, verse 32, uh, he and, and he does it in a, in a format of a parable, okay? Verse 32 says this, Jesus is speaking now. Now learn the parable from the fig tree. So he's telling us right at the very beginning, Matthew, the author, empowered by the Holy Spirit, is telling us what Jesus was saying to these disciples, that, hey, I'm telling you a parable right now. A parable. And a parable is just a story that communicates uh, a a point, okay? Communicates a teaching, has a purpose. Now learn the parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So you too, when you see all these things, what are all these things? All the things that he's been speaking of here previously. When you see all these things, recognize that he is near right at the door. And that's interesting that Jesus is talking about the one that he is near and is actually referring to himself in the future. Verse 34. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things (coughs) take place. Now, Jesus wasn't saying that about the generation that he was speaking to. Now, they may or may not have known that. They probably thought that they were going to be the generation. But we know now from just a historical point of view that that wasn't the truth because it's been close to 2,000 years. Verse 35, we continue. Heaven and earth will pass away. But my words will not pass away. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. So he's telling us what's going to be happening in the days and these things that he's been describing. They'd ask, what will be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? And they initially started out with, when will these things occur? And so he's telling them, you don't know the hour. You won't know the day. The angels don't even know that, nor the sun. Jesus says, I will not even know that. But the Father alone knows it. But you can know some things. When you look at the fig tree and you see that the branches start to put out tender leaves, you know that summer is drawing near. He says, in the same way, recognize that when you see all these things happen, that I'm going to be there. I'm right at the door. It's going to be soon. And that when you see all these things happening, all the stuff he talked about with the man of lawlessness and all this kind of thing, when you see that, you can know that that generation, the people that see all these things coming to fruition, that generation will not pass away until all these things take place, until it's all said and done. But he says, don't worry about the day or the hour because you're not going to know, but you will know the season. And then he gets a little more insight into it. He says, for the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away. So will the coming of the Son of Man be. So Jesus is sitting here, and he's actually doing two or three things at the same time, if we just pay attention. You know, Jesus is acknowledging right here that Noah was real. He's acknowledging that Noah built an ark. He's acknowledging that there is a flood that took them all away. You know, there's there's debate as to whether the flood was universal over the entire earth or whether it was just over a particular region. I think it had to be over the entire earth. But I, there's people that I highly, 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 highly respect that think it's just local. And you can argue both ways, but I think it's sort of better from uh, a, a point of view of the universal flood because of what Jesus said, that they took, they were all taken away. So in this one chapter so far, we've seen that Jesus acknowledged that Daniel was real, that Daniel was a prophet, and that Noah's real. And Jesus does that with several. He speaks of Adam and Eve, and then he speaks of uh, Jonah as real characters. And then he speaks of what they did, Jonah and with the great fish, Noah with the ark. You go to most seminaries today, okay? Even seminaries that are affiliated with somewhat conservative denominations, and they teach that most of these things did not really occur. And yet the Lord Jesus Christ affirms them and confirms them and speaks of them. I think that's one of the reasons that we have them in the New Testament, because it shows us that Jesus speaks of them as being true historical events, then how in the world can I come back and say, well, no, that is just a story that was told to communicate a particular idea? See, Jesus confirms it, folks. So he says "This the same thing is going to happen it was in the days of Noah, that they didn't understand that the flood was coming. They refused to listen to what Noah said. And when it came, they were all taken away. It's going to be the same way with the coming of the Son of Man. And then these last two verses out of Matthew for today, verse 40. Then there will be two men in the field. One will be taken up and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, and one will be left. <coughs> it's actually debate. I'm sort of laughing over it. Sorry, <coughs> I choke myself here. Uh, debate over what that means. You wouldn't think there would be debate over it, you know, but there is. And the reason is because people, um, they misinterpret other portions of the Scripture, and they entrap themselves into having to believe something that's the exact opposite of what the Scripture is saying right here. You know, in the context, Jesus has already talked about that he's going to send forth his angels and they will gather together His elect, okay? In other words, they will gather them together. They will take them away. But there's some people who believe that this gathering together, the two men, one taken, one left, the one that's left is actually the good one and the bad one is the one that's taken. And it's actually the other way around. But anyway, what Jesus is showing us is that you need to be aware, okay? He's saying in the same way you can observe what's happened with the fig tree, Observe all these things. We won't know the day nor the hour, but we will know the season, okay? As a matter of fact, the next verse, which we'll pick up the next time in Matthew, verse 42 says, Therefore, be on the alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. That is the context. The whole thing is be on the alert. Be aware, because you don't know when the day that the Lord is coming. You will know the season, Okay? But we won't know the exact day and the exact hour. Some really wonderful uh, uh, words of uh, truth, encouragement, and exhortation for us, folks. It really, really is. Well, again, I'm Dale. I will see you again next episode. Goodbye.